0: Hello, Cathedral. On YouTube, quite a few folks are doing something they're calling the 10 Things I Can't Live Without. Our social media team, trying to keep me relevant, thought that I should also give it a go. And so, hi, I'm Pastor Ken, and these are my 10 Essentials. This is a box that holds cards that my wife has sent me over the past 36 years that we've been married. For example, this one right here reads, Ken, for the good times, the rough times, and the everyday in-between times, being your wife has been the time of my life. Is it getting hot in here? These are my blue suede shoes. When I put these on, I feel like dancing. Don't be stepping on my blue suede shoes. This is a menu from Oxford, England. A restaurant there where my favorite writer, C.S. Lewis, used to meet every week with his buddies, The Inklings. Just holding this menu makes me feel so much smarter. This is a complete collection of Clint Eastwood movies. A buddy of mine in the film industry gave this to me, along with a note that said, to Ken, you remind me more of Dirty Harry than any pastor in America. Hmm. Get off my lawn. Yes. This is a Raiders program from a game I went to. It's signed by both Jerry Rice and Tim Brown. The Raiders have left town, and this is all I have left. Raiders! This is my Olivia Newton-John record from high school. Like every other teenage boy, I had a major crush on her. But then I married somebody who's even more beautiful. God is good all the time. Oh, this is my football jersey from college. You can see my number and my nickname. I'm not getting rid of this even though it only goes up to here. Yeah. Oh, this is my kilt. On my mom's side, we have boots that go all the way back to 1400 Scotland. I was gonna put this on, but some things you can't unsee. This, wow, this is my dad's old guitar. And just picking it up, I can feel that Cajun music starting to kick in. Son of a gun, gonna have big fun on the bike. But the number one thing I cannot live without is this, our bread maker. I love bread, I love fresh bread. I've never met a loaf I didn't like. And for the next few moments, I wanna talk to you about bread, fresh bread the prayer that we're learning to live on, the line that we look at this week is, give us this day our daily bread. Is anybody getting hungry? Hello, Cathedral. It's great to see everybody. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And because you're here on Time Change Weekend, Well, we've got some bread we'd like to hand out, so if you'd like some bread, the team just raise your hand, and they'll get some bread out to you if you're feeling hungry this morning. Boy, I can smell that bread cooking in the bread machine. Today we want to talk to you for a few moments about bread, about bread. I heard about this young bride. She was a terrible cook, the worst cook you could imagine. And one day, she tried to cook bread. And when her husband came home, she was crying. And she said, honey, I made bread and the dog ate it. The dog ate the bread. The dog ate the bread. And he put his arms around her to comfort her. And he said, it's okay. It's okay, honey. We can get ourselves another dog. She was a very bad cook. (laughs) When it comes to this part of the prayer, if you're new here at Cathedral, for these six weeks, we've asked Jesus to be our prayer coach, to lead the way, show us how when it comes to connecting with God. And this week, we come to a part of the prayer. At first glance, I'm not sure what to do with it. I mean, I know I need the part about forgiveness. I really do. Every day I need that part of the prayer. And I know I need the part of the prayer about temptation. Every day I need that part of the prayer. But when it comes to bread, praying for bread, I don't need more bread, I need less bread. What do we do with the words of Jesus, give us this day our daily bread. Even if our table looks like this, how do we practice this part of the prayer? That's what I'd like to think about over these next few moments. I'm going to invite everybody to stand with me. We're going to read the Lord's Prayer together the first half. I want to welcome all those watching online. So glad that you're tuned in. And let's read this out loud together and fill this place with the word of God. Everyone say it with me. Pray then in this way, our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Can you see the progression in the prayer? Follow me. First, there is praise. Our Father who's in heaven, hallowed be your name. Then there's priority. God, it's not about me. It's all about you. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then we move to petition. Give us this day our daily bread. God has fresh bread for you this weekend. Father, thank you for this wonderful family at Cathedral. Thank you for friends, guests that are visiting with us today. Thank you for all those who are watching online in this part of the country, all around the world. God, we're grateful to be connected to you. Jesus, thank you for being our prayer coach, showing us how leading the way when it comes to connecting with our heavenly father i pray that in these next few moments we would receive the fresh bread that you have for us today we pray this in jesus name for jesus glory all god's people said amen Amen. can we give god praise for his word amen (laughs) hallelujah I'm ready for fresh bread. Say that with me. I'm ready for fresh bread. Before you're seated, tell somebody, I'm ready for fresh bread. Go ahead. I'm ready for fresh bread. Let's walk through this line. Give us this day our daily bread. Now the first thing that hits us is what we're asking for is bread. We need bread. But what is the bread that we're supposed to pray for? Well, in one sense, Jesus himself is the bread of life. The Bible says, Jesus says this about himself, the substance, he says, I am the living bread. Man shall not live by, I'm sorry, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. Jesus is the bread of life. Amen. Let's give God praise. Amen. Jesus is the bread of life. And when we pray this part of the prayer, it's a way that we feed on him. Now that may sound strange at first, but we're kind of familiar with that idea. When we say that a student really feeds off that teacher, or an athlete really feeds off that coach, or that actor really feeds off that audience. It's a way of saying they draw something from them. They receive something from them. And when we pray, for the living bread that Jesus offers us. We feed on him. We feed off him. We draw the life that only comes from him. And the more that we digest who he is and what he does, that's the way that we have meaningful life, satisfying life, fulfilling life. How great is that? Jesus is the bread of life. And in this prayer, we feed on him. Yeah, let's give God praise for Jesus. Amen. In another sense, the bread that we pray for is the scriptures. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Now our bodies, each of us have a body and that body needs food. But each of us have a soul. And our soul needs food. We need soul food. Where do you find soul food at? It's in the Bible. The scripture is our soul food. And that's why when we come before the Bible every day, and when we ask God, to feed us from the scriptures on a daily basis. We don't eat once a year. We don't eat once a month. We don't eat once a week. We eat every day. We get into God's word every day. I like how one church sign put it. They put it this way. They said, the Bible is daily bread, not cake for special occasions. It's daily bread. Take care of your soul. The way you take care of your soul is you feed it every day. Boy, this idea of praying for bread. We pray for the bread of life, Jesus. We feed on him. We pray that God would give us scripture. And that scripture would feed our souls. But fundamentally, this prayer is really about your need Whatever you have need of, that's what bread represents. Jesus once said this about our heavenly father in Matthew chapter seven. This is a powerful, powerful passage. Jesus said, which of you, if your son asks for a bread, will give him a stone? How many parents do we have in the house? Let me see your hands. Jesus would look at you and he would say, which of you, if your son asked you for bread, would give him a rock? We wouldn't do that. If you then, though you are evil, what Jesus says is even the best of us are broken. Even the best of us are corrupted. But even the broken, corrupted parents we are, We wouldn't do this to our kids. Instead, Jesus says, if you, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more, say that with me, how much more, say it again, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Jesus says you have a heavenly Father who has all the bread that you need. What an encouraging word for us this weekend. To the homeowner whose bills are piling up, to the single mom who's struggling to raise her kids, to the retiree who's wondering if his investments are going to be enough, Jesus invites us to bring our need, whatever that need is, to our Heavenly Father because you will run out of need before he runs out of bread. Amen. You will run out of need before he runs out of bread. Jesus says, ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and the door will be opened unto you. The Bible says you have not because you ask not. You will run out of need before the father runs out of bread. He knows how to give good gifts to his children. Amen. Amen. Jesus wants us to catch that, to lean into it, not just for ourselves. Did you notice that little word? Jesus sneaks it in there. Give us this day not give me this day, give us this day. Did you know there's not one personal pronoun in the Lord's Prayer? I, well, there's no I in the word team, and there's no me in the Lord's Prayer. Prayer is a team sport. In other words, it's not just enough for me to pray about my bread. I want to pray about your bread, too. Give us this day. It's not just enough for my kids to be doing well. I want your kids to do well, too. It's not just enough for me to have good health. I want you to have good health, too. It's not just enough for me to have bread on my table. I want you to have bread on your table, too. Cathedral of Faith, we are better when we are Praying together, give us this day our daily bread. Amen. We care about each other. So, first of all, give us say that with me, give us say it again, give us what kind of need do you have today? Jesus invites you to bring that need to your heavenly Father. Give us this day. It speaks of a substance, the bread. And then when we pray this part of the prayer, it speaks about a source, that God is our source. The Bible says this in 1 Corinthians 4-7. What do you have that God hasn't given you? Now think about for a moment. What do you have that God has not given to you? There's all kinds of ways people make their dough. A singer can make a lot of dough with their voice, but God's the one who gave them the voice. An athlete can make a lot of dough with his body, but God's the one who gave them that body. An engineer can make a lot of dough with their mind, but God's the one who gave them that mind. All of our gifts, all of our talents, all of our opportunities ultimately have come from God. He is the source of everything, amen. Yeah, let's give him praise, amen. That's a good place to praise. Even the very breath that we take, think about this. In fact, how about if we get interactive? Everyone, stand with me for just a moment. Would you stand one more time? Thank you. Everybody stand, and now just take a deep breath. How about, take one more. Let it out. How about if we do it one more time, make sure you don't breathe on the person next to you, all right, just just you, ready, ready? Do you know they say the average person takes 23,000 of those a day? Sometimes we only think about the moments that take our breath away. Have you ever thought about those 23,000 breaths? How every one of those is a gift from God? A gift from God that when we pray this part of the prayer and we take a breath... We remember that God is as close to me as the air that I breathe, and God is the source of the air that I breathe. Every one of those 23,000 breaths have come from God. Can we give God praise? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. I know you're out of breath. I am. Think about that. See, when we come to this part of the prayer, we look to God and we recognize He's the source of all the bread. What it does is it leads to a heart of gratitude. When we know that God is our source, it leads to a heart of gratitude. It really does. I saw this dog and cat, even dogs and cats are praying. It says, dear Lord, we thank you for the food we are about to eat. Please don't let us get caught, amen. Even dogs and cats are thankful. (laughs) You live your life in gratitude. You really do. When you recognize every day, God is my source. And every breath that he gives me, it's a gift from him. That's why this week, I'm going to flood social media with gratitude. Sharing how grateful I am for the way God has blessed me in my life, he's put bread on the table. And I invite you to do the same. What if social media took a different tone this week? Instead of all of the complaining and all of the whining and all of the fear-mongering, what if instead we filled social media with gratitude that we recognize together that God is the source of every good thing in our lives, amen? And we live that way, we turn the tide. You know, the Bible says in Deuteronomy 8, remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce what? To produce wealth. Who gives you the ability? It's God. And yet, we live in the area of the country. This is the hardest place to remember this. It is. There was a writer of one of the Proverbs, and he knew the battle of remembering your source. And he once said this prayer. He said, God, don't make me too rich or too poor. Give me only enough food for how many days? Each day. If I have too much, I might deny that I need you. But if I'm too poor, I might steal and bring shame to your name. If I have too much, I might deny that I need you. Did this guy work at Facebook? This is the hardest part of the prayer. Here in the Silicon Valley, when you have more stock options than you know what to do with, you can forget who your source is. And that's why Jesus gives us a way to stay centered every day in our lives. We remember who our source is. Even when we have a refrigerator full of food, we know who our source is. Even when we have a closet full of clothes, we know who our source is. Even when we have a table full of bread, we know who our source is. God is our source, and we give him thanks and praise every day. Hallelujah! Give us this day, say it with me. Give us this day, our daily bread. It's just one line, but there's so much. What what kind of bread do you need today? God is the ultimate source of our bread. Have I been living my life with gratitude? And then we are introduced to what I call a system. How does God usually, typically meet our needs? How do miracles happen in our life? Well, watch the screens, and this is how they usually happen. Thank you Pastor Shelley. How about a big hand for Pastor Shelley? That is not how it usually happens. If you go to church to a restaurant after church to a restaurant and you they bring you bread to your table. How does bread end up on your table? Well, it starts with the farmer. Now, there are some things a farmer can't do. He can't create the sun, can't create the earth, can't create the rain, but there are some things a farmer can do. He can plant, and he can sow, and he can plow, and he can harvest. And when the farmer does what he can do, and then the mill does what they can do, and the baker does what they can do, and the waiter does what he can do. That is how you end up with bread at your table. Look at all the hands that were involved in delivering bread to your table. And that is the way God usually works. When you do your part and God does his part, that is how Needs are met. That is how miracles happen. That is how bread ends up on the table. You can look all around you in creation and you see this. The psalmist once wrote about this. He said in the Psalms, God's part, our part, and bread equals bread. He says in Psalm 104, if we can go there, please. There before me lies the mighty ocean. Teeming with life of every kind, both great and small. Every one of these depends on you to give them daily food. You supply it, and they gather it. Would you say that with me? You supply it, and they gather it. Say it one more time. You supply it, and they gather it. God does his part. He supplies, but they have to go out and gather it. And when we are starting to understand the system, we pray, give us this day our daily bread. If you pray that prayer and then fold your hands, you may end up starving to death. I heard about this one, this one young lady who was bringing her fiance home to meet her parents for the very first time. And so the dad met his potential son-in-law and wanted to have a little one-on-one time with him. So he takes him over to a room and he says, "Uh, so tell me, I mean, I'm glad you want to marry my daughter. Do you have a job? And he said, no. And the dad said, well, do you have any leads on a job? And the man said, no. He says, well, are you looking for a job? And the man said, no. And the dad said, well, how are you going to support my daughter? And The man said, well, God will provide. Later that night, the wife asked her husband how the conversation went. And he said, well, he has no plan. He has no job. But the good news is he thinks I'm God. (laughs) I'll provide everything for them, right? If you pray, give us this day our daily bread and then fold your hands, you may end up starving to death. Instead, pray the prayer, but as you're speaking to God, also be listening to God. God may give you a step of faith to take. He's going to do his part, you're going to do your part, and that's when the miracle will happen. I may pray, God, keep me in good health. And God may say, make sure you wash your hands. I may pray, God, renew the spark in my marriage. And God may say, pick up some flowers on the way home. I may pray, God, bring a great harvest to the Bay Area. And God may say, invite your neighbor to Easter. God always gives us something to do, a step of faith to take, but when we take that courageous step of faith, when we do our part and God does His part, that's how needs are met. That's how miracles happen. That is how bread ends up on the table. Let's give God praise. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm excited about what God is going to do. Give us this day our daily bread. Say it with me. Give us this day. Our daily bread. Oh, God, you know what we have need of. Give us what we need. Lord, we know you're the source of every good thing in our lives. Thank you for how good you've been to us. God, show us what step of faith we can take so that needs can be met and a miracle can happen. And then finally, we come to what I call the schedule. Give us this day our what? Our daily prayer. Our daily prayer. Think about that. Mark Twain once wrote this about taxes. He said, the only difference between a taxman and a taxidermist is that the taxidermist leaves the skin. (laughs) It's tax season. You have to talk to your taxman but you only want to talk to him once a year. Can I get an amen to that? Amen. There's some people you only want to talk to once a year or once a month or once a week, but then there are those people you enjoy those conversations every day. And God looks at us, I don't know why, and says... I want to have a conversation with you every single day. That's how much I love you. That's how much you matter to me. That's how much I want to hear from you. Not once a month, once a year, once a week, but every day. Daily bread. Say that with me. Daily bread. As we are engaged in this daily conversation, We're learning to depend and trust on God every day. In the Old Testament, when the Israelites left Egypt and are on their way to the promised land, over here in the wilderness, God provides bread from heaven. Every morning when they wake up, they see something on the ground. They call it manna because they don't know what it is. The word manna means, what is it? And that's what they call it. And this was the way God provided for them. And then God gave them these very clear instructions. God said in Exodus chapter 16, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. The people are to go out each day and gather enough for that what? One day at a time. If you gathered enough food for tomorrow, it would rot because God wanted to teach them to trust him every day to depend on him every day. And when we pray this part of the prayer, we're learning to trust God every day and to depend on God every day. It's daily bread. So here's the question as we wind things up. What kind of day are you in? Here's what I've discovered We can all be in the same time zone, but we can be in very different days. Last week, I was having one of those banner days. It was awesome. Work was awesome. Home was awesome. Weather was awesome. An awesome day. So I'm going through this awesome day. Everything is awesome. And at the end of the day, I run into a couple That I know we're in the same time zone, but it's a very different day for them. They go on to tell me that they just lost their 10-month-old granddaughter. It was a horrible tragedy. She suffocated in the middle of the night. They had just had the funeral, and as I hugged them and cried with them and and prayed for them, you wonder, how do you get through something like that? How do you make it through? If you're a parent, if you're a grandparent, how do you get through that difficult day? Here's how you do it. We find a clue in Jesus' words. We make it through one day at a time. God, give us strength for this day. Give us grace for this one day. Help me make it through this one day. That's how you make it through a difficult season. Not one year, not one month, not one week. You make it through one day at a time. God gives you grace for that day. Amen. And he will get you through. He will get you through. Can somebody say amen? Pray it with me. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. As the tech team clears the stage and we prepare to receive communion together, I'm going to invite you to stand with me, if you would. On your way in, you received little containers. It's a little different than the way we normally do communion. If you didn't receive one and you'd like to receive communion, just hold up your hand and our ushers will get them to you. Just real quick. Let me ask you a question again. What kind of day are you in? Maybe you're in a difficult day. I believe with all my heart, as we come to the Lord's table, Jesus said this is his body. This is his body that was broken for us. He is the bread of life. That God has fresh bread for you but you have to put yourself in position to receive. When my wife makes fresh bread and the smell drifts through the house, I think that's what heaven's gonna smell like. And I make my way to the kitchen. You know what I do? I get out a plate and I get some butter and I put myself in position to receive. And that's what we're about to do. When you come to God in faith, and you receive his body and his blood in faith, and you look to him and say, God, give us this day our daily bread, you put yourself in position to receive. If you're walking through a difficult day, God has fresh bread. Not yesterday's bread, not tomorrow's bread. God has fresh bread for us this weekend.